Hello everyone, this is the Awaken as Love podcast and Anaisa is speaking. I would love to invite you to take a deep breath in. Let it out. And another deep breath in. Let it out. And just return to your natural rhythm of breathing, whether you're driving or washing dishes or staring out a window like I am right now. Just taking a moment to be aware of your breathing, of your inhale and exhale, natural rhythms of you. Thank you for taking a moment of presence with me. We'll get into the podcast. So, as I said, my name is Anaisa, and I'm in the healing arts. I am an intuitive energy healer, facilitator, and soul guide. And right now, I have an offering of one-to-one sessions with me. It could be a single impact session, or we can sit together for a month. I also have a container called InterSoul Wisdom to support you to develop your own intuition, which I think is so important. We all need to understand how to be our own healer. So if you're interested in that, I invite you to send me a message or go to my website to find out more. And this week, we're actually going to dive into a case study and talk about what happens in one of my sessions. So... I am sharing this mostly on YouTube, but I decided to do a Awaken as Love podcast edition of this case study. And the work I do is so experiential and interesting and dynamic. I thought it'd be great for me to get people's permissions, my clients' permissions, to share their story without any names or too many identifying details. But just to sort of understand the breath and depth of the world we experience in a session with me. So as I said, I have permission from the client. So thank you for letting us share this story and understanding that our personal healing journey is all of our healing journeys. And I was also given permission to share some identifying details about them that will pertain to their healing. So, this person approached me because they weren't doing their back taxes and they weren't sending invoices. They've had a business and for many years they just like haven't done the taxes and haven't gotten, as they say, their house in order. And they really felt it was an energetic thing. I'm recalling now how their wife was like, are you sure you want to work with her? (laughs) There's something that's so practical and I'm so glad they did. And um, I'll skip to the end and say that they now do their back taxes and send invoices and they do their taxes now. So that's it's a beautiful success story of how we work in the murky energy waters and clarify to like attend to our physical reality. And the details of this story are a bit sparse because this is from 2020. At the time, I was doing an offering called Consciousness Journey which was, it's like all my offerings are essentially the same. They just are a bit, the titles and the expressions are a bit unique to really hone in on the essence of what 
I am sharing with people. And so 2020 was called Consciousness Journeys. We worked together for about six months. And people can work for me from a single session to one year. It really depends on the person. And all of it's impactful. Usually people work with me for at least one month to one to three months. And then it's very much more intermittent after that because they have a lot of the tools and a lot of the access to dive into their inner worlds in the way they need to and a lot in their life shifts in that time so they don't need as much consistent support but everyone is different and I love meeting people exactly where they are and in the needs of their own being so for us it was about six months and it was about back taxes and so there was a few different parts to this and I'm just going to name I think it's like the top four which is inner child and they're all connected it was inner child, it was ancestral, like the wounded ancestral lineage. It was the collective and like our collective ancestral lineage and then the soul and the elemental soul and presencing the why of being here right now. Um, so I'll start with the inner child and the wounded ancestors. So I say, so there are the ancestors that are in pain and trauma, I feel those are the wounded ancestors. Then there are the ancestors who are resource and ancient and wise and prior to the wounding. They are part of the terra firma. They're part of the generative and generous earth that has never forgotten, that has never been broken. And their sound pierces through all of us, even pierces through the wounded ancestry. So presencing the inner child of this person, I'm I'm like kind of have to recall the imagery. So I might pause a bit and just be a bit des- descriptive or minute in place in, in certain places and ways to gather this expression. So there is this session and this image where I could either it was him as a child or it was his one of his ancestors as a child. It was there's a bit of um sinking there there is a, a similar resonance but I'm pretty sure it's actually in, in, in it was both it was just like I think I think both they had both a similar experience with a grandparent and this person's business is around regenerative care and landscaping and working with the earth and nature and as a child they really loved soil and being outside and there was this thing of it being dirty of the earth being dirty and coming in and having to clean and kind of being scolded for um, playing outside and that was of low value and low worth not something that they did and this person like see they were out in the countryside living in the USA and like a big farm house but it was it was still seen as separate from inside and of separate of something that is about an ordered house if you're starting to catch my drift so this thing of invoicing and doing taxes and organizing money for something that has to do with soil was there was a deep belief system that that is not a value that it's wrong that's dirty and that there isn't the connection there should not be a connection it is not of high esteem or of high value to invoice for for earthly work um and so for that aspect i'm gonna just hold that and we'll come back to sort of the healing movement for that but i feel like you may already start guessing 
that this is connected to race as well. So this person who I was working with is an older white male. And those were sort of the details that he said to share because it was really pertinent in our journey. And so it's pertinent in so many ways. So I'm going to mention the way that you may, that may have come to your mind, which is that to this day, um, darker skinned people, lower, lower class, lower caste people tend to work on the land and then higher class or lighter skinned people tend to not. I'm like kind of sighing because it's a bit of a ridiculous um, format, but most of our oppressive and traumatic systems are a bit nonsensical. But uh, so there is this like internalized racism as well in the lineage about who works outside and who finds it can find joy and meaning in the in soil and in, in the in the darkness of the soil and being outside and then so there was also this internalized guilt around the patriarchy and capitalism and colonialism being a white male and working with money and I see this with a lot of you know white people that I work with um, particularly for certain regions it's that every action is is an act of harm that every action is is a movement of perpetration and then what happens is that there's no action hence not doing the taxes not doing the invoices it's just freezing because there's such a fear of causing harm even though even if the intention is heart-centered and the movement is a movement of kindness and care there is there is such a resistance to moving forward and so I, there's a, there was a lot here. There's a lot here to say, but, to, but I'm going to just hone in on like a few points, one of them being the colonial, colonial energy. And so this thing of not acting and freezing is, is um, a form of dissociative behavior. And colonialism is, is like that action of coming and genocide and wiping out people of primal and or indigenous indigenous nature that are in contact with the earth and the rhythms of nature and are expressing that and then to not see that and and to be like re-inspired or reimagined by that is is an expression of disassociation expression of many things but you can see how the european or the white body people at that time were really in their in their mental body really in the mental frame and not in access or in contact with the wholeness of their physical body and i mean in certain prophecies that was kind of the point of the different nations they've went to go into master skills and at some point they're all meant to come back and to share those skills but that the as the prophecy goes our white brothers and sisters have forgotten that they're part of the other nations um and so in some ways that form of freezing and non-action is actually a similar resonance and echo of that colonialized colonialist energy it's just and it's enacted in the same frequency in another way because it's still a form of dissociation. It's not actually presencing and coming into the body with the pain of the forgetting, of the pain of racism, pain of sexism, like actually really reckoning with what is happening inside the body and allowing it to be held in a much larger feel of compassion and love. And so that was the movement for us in many ways, like when we kind of looked at whiteness and looked at maleness and we looked at the age it was this understanding 
of the isms that exist and the pain that exists and the disembodiment that exists, not bypassing it, but allowing it to be present in a larger context of remembrance. And that was a similar movement for their inner child, connecting to the grandmother, and it, and something that supported both of these. So I'm going to like hold those and go to the other space, which is the elemental. I'm just pausing because I, I know I said that there was four in the beginning. Um... Oh, okay, yeah, I'm kind of merging the personal ancestral lineage and the larger collective um, aspect of of pa- patriarchy capitalism and and like the yeah, the the ideation of whiteness that we're kind of all inside of, especially in the USA. Um so yeah, I, I so it was like internalized racism within their personal lineage, but then also connected to the collective lineage that we're all part of and then so the other aspect that was really helpful was the elemental soul and so really understanding that the work that they're doing and coming into connection with the soil isn't just for getting their house in order and the financial system but it's also about what that movement can mean for our our economy in a heart-centered and generative way, really thinking of regenerative ecosystems. And what came forward from that was this concept of earthing currency and kind of coming into their purpose, their soul, their why. And we connected with their ele- with the elements. It was a lot of the like forest realm, centaur, this thing of having four feet on the ground. And really presencing the why for their incarnation and the why they're here and, and the vision of their business beyond just the menial task and the everyday thing, the sort of the bigger ethos of why the soul incarnate has come and has come to choose to do this business and sort of presents the high value, the high esteem, the meaningfulness of soil, the meaningfulness of regenerative cultures, and how all of these menial, menial tasks is still a part of this larger vision. So that sort of, that holding was able to, to transmit and like move, move us to, into the generative field of remembrance and transmit through their personal relation to the collective trauma, their ancestral lineage, and then their inner child. And so sort of coming into an order that is flowing in love and also flowing in liberation, access to remembrance, and reorientated to a multidimensional aspect. So something I want to speak about that's like a ripple off this is in constellations they talk about something that would be so beneficial for children is to and when they're going to take tests for students to like feel the presence of their grandparents behind them, their grandmother and grandfather, just to feel not alone, to feel supported. And what a beautiful concept. And I feel like not only does it presence this feeling of not feeling alone, but it also puts us again into a scale of what it means. It's like, wow, if my grandparents are here and their parents and their parents and this long lineage, this circle of life that has birthed me, this legacy, this lineage of being that my being has emerged from, this test, this moment is half a molecule. It's like such the smallest drop within the scale of the circles of 
wounds and wisdoms of like brilliance and power and pain that I've come from. And I feel like even for children, like in that moment, they might not like recognize that they're actually orientating to a multifaceted mindset, to this understanding that there is many moments beyond this moment. There's many moments before this moment. And this is just one moment amongst many moments. Because I know when we are in high pressure situations or menial tasks or things of our everyday traumatized culture that can kind of close our blinders and close our perspective. It can feel like this is the most important thing. And we have no perspective, no scale, no expansive understanding of how this moment is a part of many moments. And so this thing of presencing in the body what's happening and allowing us to be in right relationship natural order and our organic scale system this offers so much brilliance and and empowerment and capacity to attend to what is here and to not be overly clouded and bogged down by the pressure to stress that our societal system says is associated with one thing because we are in remembrance of our multifaceted and multidimensional nature. And so another aspect that relates to that is we had one session where this person did their taxes for a little bit and I just drummed and sounded, really presencing the spirits and the elements, really presencing our capacity to reimagine this world into natural order and it was really beautiful and they felt really inspired and once again same thing with the children in the test not alone but also the scale of that moment shifted like imagine you're doing your taxes and you're hearing like ancient song and you're hearing drumming and you're you're hearing ritual you're hearing ceremony and it's not to put in high esteem taxes or put in high esteem the rites and rituals of normalcy that we have consented to and created for our survival that is so divorced and fragmented and so divorced from naturality and organic nature it is to not sever our organic nature while we do these things is to invite and remember who we really are our souls the elements the spirits that support us to invite them into all our menial tasks into our everyday moment so that they can co-create and reimagine our life we can again reimagine the system we're in, in organic and natural environment and a natural ecosystem and going through it. This is the embodiment part. This is not freezing. This is acknowledging. This is BS. And life is, life is still here. The vitality of life is still here. And I can bring the vitality of life through this moment and it can reimagine this moment. It can reimagine me. Yeah, so this is my sharing. I hope you have taken beauty from it, inspiration from it, support from it. I know this is pertinent to our times because we are entering into tax season. And so I felt like this is the perfect moment to share this recording, to share this expression with all of you. I feel like there is a lot of just ways the mind can orient and perceive itself in a moment to support you in your work. And as I said in the beginning of the podcast, if you 
would like to book a session to support you energetically in your everyday tasks. That's like what I'm all about. I really love connecting with our phenomenal, mystical, magical, alchemical nature, not just to like um, be in the field of the ephemeral, but to really understand how the field of the ephemeral matters and impacts the literal material of our life. And it does. I see it all the time, every day. It really does. So I would love to support you in that. And also feel free to ask me any questions for more information of how you can tune into those resources in your own life. Because me just saying any of these things and you just sounding or drumming or just orientating to your ancient and wise ancestors, your resource ancestors as you do something is amazing, is more than enough. So if you have any questions about that, please let me know because the time is now for our shared liberation and whether that comes through a session with me or another person or just you sourcing yourself, it's really time to orient to remembrance. And so I'm here as one of the points on the on the map. Um, like I'm thinking longitude and latitude, like I'm one of the <laughs> one of those astral pointers just of remembrance, and there's many of us. Blessings here in deep love and care and Looking forward to being with you soon. This is the Awaken as Love podcast. And until next time, I love you.